Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. It's season two, episode 39, and recording this on December 31st, and we've got about, oh, four hours until we get into our new year and hoping for a great 2022 and wishing you all health and happiness in the upcoming year, and wow, Michigan, what is happening to them? Georgia's a heck of a team, but after they got blown out by Alabama and after what, what Michigan had done to Ohio State and Iowa in their last couple of games, I really thought Michigan had a shot at getting to that championship game. Unfortunately, it's looking like it's going to be an all-SEC NCAA championship again with Georgia and Alabama facing off. We've already seen that game. And Alabama just rolled over Georgia. But maybe they just weren't ready that day. And, and I think the same could be true of Michigan. For whatever reason, it is just not their day. Well, hey, if you've been enjoying uh, these episodes, please let others know. And we'd like to grow the listener base and continue improving on the content. Today's episode, we are focused on Fran McCaffrey's Iowa basketball team who took on Western Illinois, the Leathernecks, on Wednesday night. They came away with a 92-71 victory at Carver Hawkeye Arena. I thought it was really interesting that Western Illinois' nickname, it was the Fighting Leathernecks. Now they're, they, they've shortened it to the Leathernecks. Uh, that was probably too aggressive, I guess, for this, this, you know, this period of time, but... Um, they're the only university that is non-military that has a nickname derived from a branch of the military, the Fighting Leathernecks being a nickname for the Marines. Uh, they had an athletic director in the 20s that was a Marine hero, and that's how that came to be. He was given approval to use that nickname at Western Illinois. Well, Western Illinois really is not a bad basketball team. They make 10 three-point shots per game. They attempt 28 per game. And that's how some teams like this can get wins over teams they aren't expected to beat. You know, initially coming in, I was thinking the Hawkeyes, really easy win. But digging a little bit deeper on the Leathernecks, they have some players from the transfer portal and a really good coach. They beat Nebraska on the road in Lincoln to start the season, hitting a three-pointer with six seconds left to secure a one-point win. They play in the Summit League, have wins over Miami of Ohio, Ball State, Central Michigan they beat by 27. But they do have a few bad losses in there, too. Uh, interesting team to watch. They're 10-4. and four, And I like how they play and fill it up from the three-point line with some really versatile players. The Hawkeyes jumped out to a 10-2 lead. It looked like this was just going to be a runaway game. And then back-to-back three-point makes by Colton Sandage. He's an interesting guy. He's from Illinois. He looks a lot like Chris Kingsbury. I was a little shocked they did a close-up on him. The haircut, the look on his face. In my memory, at least, it just was reminiscent of Kingsbury when he played for the Hawkeyes. And then Sandage gave Sanford for Iowa a foot in the face late in the second half. Sanford was on the ground. Sandage's his foot ended up on Sanford's face, and he just kind of dragged it and kept it there. Really kind of a strange play. And, you know, he, he popped up looking like he was ready to get into a fight with Sanford. And... uh You know, he did sling a ton of threes in this game. He was 3 of 11 and had 15 points. So not a great shooting game for Sandage, but he's one of their good players. Peyton Sanford, you know, he came into the game with about eight minutes left in that first half, 
immediately took a three. I mean, he hadn't been in the game for 10 seconds, and he's taken a three. He drilled it from the right wing. Then he drills another one from about the same spot. And this one was a, a shot fake dribble and then a step back three. Just squished it. He really has a nice-looking stroke. Really fun watching Patrick McCaffrey this year. He had a couple of really nice blocks in that first half. A guy's trying to score inside, and he just basically volleyball spikes it away. And a couple of, you know, on, on both of them, I think the Hawkeyes were able to run the other way with it. So they stayed in bounds, and, and they got to, to go run and transition. He's also really good on that press. Uh, long arms, getting tip balls, and helping the Hawkeyes get some transition points and turnovers. This game was really put away in that first half by threes from Bohannon and Murray. Uh, Keegan Murray also had a, just a beautiful driving to the basket, but he stopped around the free throw line and stepped back just swish. And what a player we are witnessing is Keegan Murray. He has so many tools in that tool belt right now. He is an incredible player. Patrick McCaffrey continuing to show that three-point shot. I think he was one of two in this game. That was huge for the Hawkeyes. I mean, it is huge if, if Patrick McCaffrey can be hitting three-pointers with regularity. J-Bo had the buzzer beater. It was a scooping layup with one second left in that first half. He had a couple of those, like, you know, drive to the basket, scooping layups, and he seems to be a little more comfortable getting those baskets this season, so that's been fun to watch. The Hawkeyes shot 58% in the first half, 5 of 10 from three. Out rebounding the Leatherneck 17 to 9 with 14 points off the bench, 17 fast break points. Keegan Murray led the Hawkeyes in scoring in the first half. And, uh, you know, we're used to that. But 30 points in the paint for the Hawkeyes to 18 for Western Illinois. So that's how they got it done in the first half. The Leathernecks just 38% shooting, 3 of 19 from three point range in the first half. Overall for the game, the Hawkeyes shot 54% from the field, 40% from three, going six of 15. Free throws continue to be a strength for this Hawkeye team, making 18 of 20 attempts from the free throw line. The Hawkeyes out-rebounded the Leathernecks 41 to 31. So rebounding was a lot more even in that second half, and the Leathernecks ended up with 12 total offensive rebounds to 11 for Iowa. There were a lot of subs playing in the second half of this game, especially the last few minutes. So that, that could have been part of that. But 15 assists for the Hawkeyes, 12 turnovers. Again, a little bit more than you're used to with a Fran McCaffrey team. They like to limit turnovers to around seven or eight. Um, that's a couple games in a row that they've hit double digits in turnovers. Keegan Murray played another outstanding game. And it's just really hard to believe how much he has improved how confident he is on the court, and how aggressive he is taking the ball to the hoop now. I mean, compared to last year, it is just night and day. He had 29 points, 10 rebounds. He's the nation's leading scorer at 23 points per game. He was 13 of 20 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3. He just he rarely misses inside that three-point arc. And it's just, it's just amazing. And... He really does it all on the court. He had three blocks, three steals, and three assists. The second leading scorers for the Hawkeyes were Jordan Bohan and Peyton Sanford, each with 13 points. 
Jabo was just one of six from three, but he had a couple of nice driving lay-ins, and he knocks down his free throws, of course. Also had three assists in the game. Peyton Sanford was on fire. He was three of three, shooting three-pointers, and really bringing a lot of energy off the bench. He had five rebounds as well. Patrick McCaffrey was in double figures with 11 points. He was one of two from three. Boy, if he can keep that three-point shooting success going, that, that's going to be just so huge for this team. When you have a 6'9 guy as another guy out there that can be knocking down threes, along with Keegan and Chris Murray, and just need a little, a little more consistency from those guys. But he can really get to the hoop, and there, there were a couple times where it was kind of a bad angle. He needs to look to pass a little more when the angle isn't quite there. But he is just so skilled and long has the ability to dribble, drive, and get to the hoop. And he had some really nice soft shots off the glass, just floating through the lane. Rabracha and Tucson both really didn't play a whole lot in this game. Phillip had a nice transition dunk, just five points in 17 minutes. Tucson, two free throws, five rebounds in 13 minutes. A lot of bench time in this game. As I mentioned, Sanford played well. Aaron Eulis had some really nice plays. Just couldn't get a couple of layups to fall. That would have been really nice. But he had seven points, five rebounds, three assists, kind of just filling up that stat sheet. In 19 minutes, Tony Perkins played 21 minutes, four points, three rebounds, two assists. And fun watching those two get after it defensively and run in transition. Chris Murray, six points on three of 17 shooting and four rebounds in this game. Couple of the highlights in that second half. Aaron Eulis, you know, one of those he had one of those plays that's really exciting for the future of this team. Driving into the lane, a step back floater, swish and one, knocks down the free throw. Just a really athletic play. He's a he's a really athletic player, just continuing to get better. And he has a really nice looking free throw shot, and just hoping that that's going to translate into a 40 plus percent three point shooter. You know, maybe the second half of this year, but for sure in the next couple of years. Really fun to also watch him get a steal. Immediately he looks and feeds Perkins for the transition dunk. And Perkins has some hops and really makes that transition game fun. He just takes it to the rack, stuffs it through, and he can really get up. And that made it a 19-point game at that point. You know, just one of those big plays to just keep the momentum with the Hawkeyes. Another one was poster blocked by Keegan Murray on a fast break. This poor kid from Western Illinois going in for what he thinks is an easy layup. Here comes Keegan right behind him and just bats the ball out of his hand, off the backboard, fast break going the other way. Euless with the alley-oop to Chris Murray for the big dunk. That was just so much fun to see Murray on one end making the defensive play. Murray on the other end. Chris Murray getting the big dunk off the feed from Eulis. Well, Trenton Massner for Western Illinois. He looks like Fargus from Christmas Story a little bit. Um, just He really does. But he is a heck of a player. He's the master of the step-back jumper. He's 6'2". He was getting into the lane and finishing. Pretty impressive player for Western Illinois. He even had a steal and a dunk, and 
At that point, it brought the lead down to 13, 76 to 63 with eight minutes left in the game. He ended with 20 points on nine of 17 shooting. He hails from Wapolo and Will Carius for the Levenex is a senior from Bettendorf. He had a nice game with 12 points. And then Western Illinois has a Luka. He's from Croatia, Luka Barisic, and he had 12 points in this game. So they really have kind of a kind of a nice little roster over there at Western Illinois. But overall, it was a nice 21-point win for the Hawkeyes to advance to 10-3 and on the season. Up next, on Monday night at 8 p.m., the Hawkeyes host the Maryland Terrapins. Maryland is 8-4 after beating Brown on Thursday, and Maryland's biggest win was over Florida, but they have losses to George Mason, Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Northwestern. They are on a three-game win streak, but a really shocking resignation of head coach Mark Turgeon came the day after they lost to Virginia Tech. He had been booed constantly throughout the game, and he had just had enough. He was fed up. He walked into the athletic office the next day, said, I'm not doing it anymore. And really shocking, as I said, he's been the coach at Maryland since 2011. He was done listening to fan complaints. The team didn't seem to be buying into him anymore, and he just walked away saying that the team needs a new voice. Well, Danny Manning was named that new voice as the interim coach, and both he and Turgeon are former Kansas basketball players. They were teammates at KU, won a national championship together. Just really a shocking development. Uh, He's been a great coach and a winner at Maryland, but I guess not winning enough for the fans there that have really been pretty spoiled over the years. You think of the success that Maryland has had on the hard court, and they haven't had quite as much success since they moved to the Big Ten Conference, it seems. That's it for basketball today. I have already previewed the Citrus Bowl. If you haven't had a chance to check that episode out, do so. Before the game, kicking off tomorrow at noon Central Time. I'm sticking with my prediction of the Hawkeyes winning with special teams and defense. All the rumors I'm hearing, who's starting at quarterback? First it was Petrus, then it was Padilla. Now it's swung back to Petrus. Who knows? The Hawkeyes aren't going to let us know until it's game time. Um, If it is Petrus, hopefully they have a lot of plays where he can get rid of the ball quickly. And hopefully those tackles, that offensive line... We'll be able to keep Kentucky's defenders out of the pocket long enough for Petrus to get rid of the football. Really interested to see how the Hawkeyes run the ball against Kentucky with Tyler Goodson opting out of this bowl game. But concern number one for me really uh, is, is, is Petrus, if he's out there, um, or Padilla, but just giving them enough time, blocking well enough uh, to let them get rid of the ball quickly. and giving them time to throw. Iowa's D is going to need to get some turnovers in this game. Kentucky is very prone to turnovers and just really looking forward to this game. Noon on Saturday, get to see the Hawkeyes one more time this year. Here's to getting bull win four in a row. Win number 11 of the season. Some nice momentum heading into next season with a lot of good, really good young players coming back next year. I'm excited for the future, some really good recruiting classes the last few years, and this team is is getting wins and just keeps improving. Well, let's get a win on Saturday in Orlando, and go Hawks!